This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, Coast to Coast on CBS Sports Radio. Let's welcome in my pal Yogi Roth. It is a great job for the Pac-12 Network. Big Pac-12 championship game coming up on Friday. It's been the game of the year so far in college football between Oregon and Washington. And now we get to see it again between Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, Michael Penix Jr., and also Bo Nix. Yogi, appreciate the time. How you been? I've been great. I've been great, man. Great to hear your voice and see you. Congrats on the setup and your success and always down to talk football. And this time of year, it's fun because we don't have to like be banging the drum like we've had to <laughs> at times in the past. I think the whole country recognizes how talented A, Oregon is, uh, look at the point spread, and then B, what, what Washington has done, which is no one in the history of the Pac-12 has ever gone undefeated. We all know the deal. Nine conference games. Nobody's playing Chattanooga in week 11. Uh, they had to battle, and they've earned it. And I think it's not only a play-in game for the CFP, but if there's chaos in other conference championship games and Oregon wins this one, who knows? We might be talking about two teams battling if other teams lose that are probably heavily favored in their respective conference championship game. Well, for the last like 90 uh, minutes of the show, I've been yelling at my producer, Michael Samter, because he's a big <laughs> fan of this expansion for the college football playoff next year to 12 teams. And I was at Michigan, Ohio State. I love the do-or-die element of it that we got to see over the weekend. And I'm annoyed that we're still going to 12. So let me ask you this, just because it's been a major part of the show so far. We all know it's happening next year, but do you think that's the best thing for college football? Uh, yeah, I think any sort of expansion is the best thing for college football, number one. Um, I think that with the inequities that are dramatic, right? I referenced Chattanooga, and, and it's not even jokingly like week 11 games that I think are an embarrassment to the sport. Um, it's a dramatic advantage for teams in the SEC or in the ACC where they play eight conference games to have that type of game. So until like the sport got on some sort of equitable playing field around conference games, uh, home games, road games, Georgia had four games, I think, all year where they had to leave the confines of their stadium, right? In the SEC title game, they're not going to leave the confines of their state. So I just think that uh, you have to expand it, especially when there were five power five leagues and now with the transfer portal uh, i think it makes sense i i have heard a lot of whispers though around conference championship games you know what what's going to happen with those you know you look at yeah. like, the world last year sc they didn't play in a conference championship game they would have gone to the playoff right this year if washington doesn't play in a conference championship they're already in in the current model so what happens with that because i'm with you it felt like it was a playoff game in the game that you referenced that you were at a uh, winner advances loser goes home uh, I love that as a build up towards, 
you know, late November, early December. I'd love to see that. And it'll be interesting to see what happens to these championship games. Cause right now it's uh it's, it's mostly a money grab for a lot of these championship games. Once you expand the playoff. And let me be clear, Yogi Roth, like I'm okay going to six. I'm okay going to eight. But when we get to that yeah. number 12, I just feel as it provides an even softer landing spot for some of these schools where like Penn State, their two biggest games of the year, Michigan, Ohio State, they could lose, and then they would still get into a 12-team college football playoff in all likelihood. Yeah, it's a it's a super fair point, and that's why scheduling is going to be so unique to watch over the course of the next couple of years. I mean, there was a world where at first it was, hey, get me to six wins, and then when you got into the CFP world uh, that we're in now with four, it was, hey, give me the easiest path. I mean, Bama and Georgia never play each other in the regular season. There's a reason for that, mm-hmm. right? Outside of 2020, I think it was a decade ago when they played in the regular season. In 2020, there were no non-con games because, excuse me, because of the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, man, in that regard. I mean, but it really is, to me, a, an 18 playoff because the top four get a pass anyway because they're going to get a bye. Uh, and I like the idea, especially now with you look at the lunacy that's happened to Washington State and Oregon State and how unfathomable that was to think about. Uh, a year ago, a week ago, while watching the Apple Cup, per se. Uh, and now I think those two teams are well-positioned to finish a year at 11-1, and 12-0, and be 11-12 seed and, and see if they can get some chaos. So I, I like that part of it versus just the rich getting richer because that's basically what has happened with these super conferences with pay-for-play, which is code for NIL. Uh, and, and I like it. I, I like that part of it because I think the – those of us that still love seeing some upsets, some darlings in college football, this expanded element will allow for that. But I think we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't think there was going to be another iteration of changes in this sport that we've all grown to love over the next couple of years. I'm glad you brought up Oregon State as Yogi Roth is with us. Right, They have one of their own as their head coach in Jonathan Smith, and they don't have a conference, and now he's the head coach of Michigan State. I felt as if they st- if they still had a conference, he would probably still remain there. I don't fault him for taking the Michigan State job, but what do you say to to the Oregon State fan now who probably feels down in the dumps that they lost one of their own and they don't know what their future is going to look like? Yeah, it's a it's a fluid time, um, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, I think that they do have their conference, right? They're going to stay with two, and then they're going to rebuild it. And I think for some, that that's really scary. For some, that's really exciting. But we all know the reality of what's going on in college football. And Jonathan Smith saw that and decided to take a really good job. Uh, I don't know if it was a great job, but a really good job and take an opportunity to go build it in a really competitive league versus go do what Chris Peterson did at Boise State, which would be win 11, 12 games every year and then kind of punch your ticket to the playoff. And, and I think that's what I have continually and will continue to say to Oregon State fans to answer your question of you for the next two years, everything I know is you've got a, a good amount of money coming in, more than some power five teams are going to be making on their own respective TV deals. So you're going to be able to fund collectives. You're going to be able to fund coaches. You're going to be able to fund all the things that made you a quote unquote power five team. And you're going to be able to win. And we saw inklings of a schedule earlier today that came out. I think Sports Illustrated is one of the first to report it. Uh, you know, they're going to have some crossover games with the Mountain West. And then we'll see as they slowly piece together the logo that has a ton of brand equity, which is the Pac-12 logo, of course. And what that becomes in three or four years, I don't know. But to those fans, I always ask, like, what matters most? And if it's winning, I think you're in a really good position to go win. Now, you're not going to be able to play some of the games that we've been accustomed to watching, right? That's what the Pac-12 was so unique for. You played Arizona. You played uh, Washington, you played USC, UCLA, you know, all the teams that we've grown to love and teams that Oregon State 
have beaten over the course of the last couple of years and put themselves in a position to be on the doorstep of a title game the last three seasons. So I, I think it's it hasn't been fun up there by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, same thing in Pullman. But I think both programs are really healthy when you start looking at the group of five and those teams they're going to have to play. And I think if winning is what matters, you're going to have a chance to go to a playoff, probably a better chance to go than a lot of these other teams that just hired head coaches, right? I'd say Oregon State next year, are they going to the playoff or is A&M going? I'd say, well, if Oregon State can keep some of their roster together, Damian Martinez, their best player, one of the best running backs in America, announced earlier he's coming back. They got a better chance to be an 11-12 seed than a rebuild in a reloaded SEC, for instance. Yeah, it's an interesting point because in a 12-team format, here's what I fear, that like the SEC, because of their brand and because of what it means to college football, you, know, you could have similar resumes, maybe A&M and Oregon State, and the brand of A&M would get in over Oregon State. Yeah, that'll be interesting to, to track. I mean, I get to present to the CFP committee every couple of weeks. We'll do it again later this week. Uh, I've done it the last handful of years on behalf of the Pac-12 Conference, along with our commissioner, uh, it was first Larry Scott, now George Klyovkov, along with Martin Hanks, Jim Thornby, other people within our within our league. And you go present and you give context in your best case. Mm -hmm. And it'd be curious to see what they do in that regard because they've always said the games matter. I think that there's always going to be a world for one or two of those at-large bids to be group of fives. I think we all look at that and say, sure, yes, if, if A&M had a month off and if UNLV had a month off, sure, we'd give A&M. But that's not reality. And, and that's the position that the committee is in that's really unique because they're, they're humans. Right, this isn't the computer system that created the Mountain West Conference Championship game, for instance. These are human beings that have to evaluate four best today, or four best bodies of work, or four best if you give them a month off, or four best if you evaluate recruiting classes. Like those things are going to be really fascinating to track over the course of heck the next few days, let alone the next couple of weeks. But my gut says that there's always going to be one or two slots save for one of those teams versus what you reference and LSU, it would be that team this year over an Oregon state, for instance. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I, I think that those, those schools that have been left outside looking in and what's happened in, in unfortunately in realignment, I think if you're the best one or one of the top two of those, you'll find your way in. That's why I do enjoy the 12 team playoff where we sit today. Well, the most fascinating part about the games mattering, we'll see how true that is. If let's just say, Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, and then you see Texas win the Big 12 championship. If it came down to that, Alabama and Texas, well, Texas beat Alabama by 10 points, and that's going to be the fascinating part in this final installment of the 14 playoff if they would put Texas in over Alabama. Yeah, I hope they would, um, to be blunt. I mean, look, we, we when we talk to the committee, we're very clear because we think when you looked at the last couple weeks of the rankings, when... Florida State and Louisville were higher than teams in the Pac-12, or Iowa was higher than Arizona. You're saying like, what? What are you? What are you watching? Like, what is happening in that regard? Uh, I'd be curious to see what the committee decides because I think there is a world where head-to-head, -head, of course, matters. Conference ship, conference championship matters. Those are the first two things that they look to the cluster of decision makers when it's tight. So that would lean towards Texas. I think we, we can't ignore that Alabama is a different team, right? They were rotating quarterbacks, you know, from that game for the next couple of weeks and then finally came back to where they started with their starting QB. So I, I don't know what they would do. What I hope doesn't happen is the committee say, well, Alabama beat Georgia. And well, of course, Georgia's in because they've won the last two. And I would say, hey, 
coming from a guy out here who studied the West Coast for the last 20 years I've been in this league, man, this league has never been as deep as it is. It's never been as talented at the top, in the middle, towards the bottom. I mean, every And that's a shame why it's going is, away. It's been well, phenomenal I mean, watching Pac-12. I know that yeah, gets that, you hot and annoyed. Conversation. <laughs> well, that, well that, that's a whole other conversation mm -hmm. that I'm happy to have. Uh, but I think when it comes to the playoff, if the committee sits there and says, well, Bama beat Georgia in a great game, let's put them both in, I would say, what's the again? What's the point of conference championships? It's the same thing why Ohio State season is done in terms of the playoff. Like, There's no chance in my eyes they get in, no matter even if there is chaos. Yeah. We're going to have one-loss conference champions or even a two-loss possible conference champion that, to me, should get in because this extra week matters. So I I'd be really curious to watch how it shakes out because uh, I do think if there's two teams from a league, the best case is if Oregon beats UW in a thriller. Let's just say it's a walk-off field goal, and you look at a team that went unscathed in the most in one of the most challenging schedules in the country, more challenging than anybody else who's in the conversation right now for the college football playoff berth. And you sit there and you say, "Oh yeah, it kind of makes sense." Versus uh, put in Georgia's because they lost in their title game based on what they did the last two years. Fact or fiction, Yogi Roth, the winner of the Pac-12 championship game will also have the winner of the Heisman Trophy in a few weeks. I think so. Um, I'd say that would be fact. Uh, I, I do not. I, I think with with every morsel of my body, if you're a Heisman voter and you have already voted or you plan on voting prior to kickoff on Friday or the you're final snap on yeah. Saturday, well, not, I don't want to uh, attack anybody's <laughs> character. You could say that, but I'll say you should lose your vote. I've I said agree. that to the Heisman Trust. I've said that every year. I'm go I go to the Heisman. I'll be in New York City again next week for covering. It's just irresponsible. I I'm a huge Jaden Daniels fan. Uh, he was in the Pac-12. I, I met him when he was 16 at the Elite 11. Uh, he had an incredible year. Statistically, was phenomenal. But the definition of the award is uh, excellence with integrity. The athlete who pursues excellence with integrity. And the excellence is the part that in this year, with an undefeated Michael Penix Jr. and a one-loss Bo Nix, that's different than multiple losses. And, and that's just the reality of, of the award. Because this isn't, to me, I, I understand his numbers are bonkers, but A, the SEC is down compared to what it's been in the past. And B, it's not the same year like it was when Johnny Manziel won or RG3 won, when the stats were so overwhelmingly in one person's favor and it didn't matter if they won. I look at this and I say winning matters. And I say going through the gauntlet of nine conference games matters. And having to compete against a team twice in a championship environment matters. And you look at what Bo Nix has done, it's been masterful. I think he's got a slight edge heading into the title game. But what Michael Penix Jr. has done numerous times this year is he's had Heisman moments in terms of winning games. He's the one who called the audible and threw it to Roma Dunze that ended up beating Oregon. He's the one who threw the game winner on the road against Oregon State. He's the one that called the audible to win the Apple Cup on the end around. I mean, he's the one that stood in the pocket and took a shot. Like, he's he's done those things. Whereas Bo Nix, they've been rolling teams. So he hasn't had his moment. And I think Friday night, both of them will. I'm not a fan of moments winning this award. I think the totality of the season is what should matter. Uh, but every voter is different. So knowing that most voters will watch Friday night and probably make their vote based on that, I say just at least wait. Because what you did, what you did as a voter, not you specifically, man, but the voters did to Christian McCaffrey was criminal years ago. It was absolutely criminal when I think it was 15% of the vote was already sent in 
prior to him running for a Pac-12 championship game record in terms of rushing yards, total yards, all-purpose yards, let alone breaking Barry Sanders, a longtime record of all-purpose yards. I mean, it was it was robbery to me when it came to the Heisman. I'm not taking away from any, anybody else who was at the finals that year. I was there. I stood there and watched it. But Christian had the greatest season in the history of a running back in the history of the sport. And I believe he lost it because the voters voted early versus actually doing their homework and watching. Last thing I'll ask you, only about a minute left here with Yogi Roth. How do you think we're talking about Deion Sanders next season after year two at Colorado going back to the Big 12? Yeah, I think it's really easy to pile on Coach Prime. And I don't think it's it's fair to where that program was. Uh, they were one of the top three worst teams I'd seen in my career a year ago. They really struggled. Uh, they had to flip that roster they did. I get it, same amount of conference wins a year later, but the margin of losing was dramatically different. I mean, this team was dramatically more competitive. They're going to be better. They're going to a league that isn't nearly as competitive as the Pac-12 was this year, so they'll have their chance. Shador Sanders, I'm imagining he's returning. Uh, they're bringing back Travis Hunter. I don't think they're going to go in, and get the 12 seed in the playoff. I don't think they're going to go win the Big 12, but they should go to a bowl next year. And it's going to take a little bit of time. I still think you got to develop a culture. And there's a reason why the teams that are all in the top six right now in the CFP, majority of their rosters, especially on the defensive and offensive fronts, have been there since high school. And I think that's still what wins championship championships. You know, you got to be winning in the trenches. You got to develop a culture over the over a period of time. He had to flip that thing quickly. I think he did an admirable job in year one. It was crazy in September because they took over college football and now it's easy to pile on. But I like where they sit. I think he'll make the right changes on his staff. I think they'll get enough players in there to to ideally, I'd imagine, get to a bowl game next year. Yogi Roth, always great to catch up with you. Appreciate the time. Always enjoy the insight. Anytime, Zach. Holler at me anytime. You got it. There he is, Yogi Roth, joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Really fun conversation as the Pac-12 championship game will conclude on Friday, and I can't wait for that one between Michael Penix and Bo Nix, and Dan Lanning will join us on the show coming up on Thursday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.